I can say that prayer works and you see and feel the results of prayer just going through what we've gone through in the last three months. But as the circumstances fall in place, you see a pattern that you know is a reflection of many people praying for. Welcome everyone to our 90th podcast, Renew Your Mind. With us today, we have Senior Pastor Paul Gruenberg, and we have our Family and Youth Director, Jeremy Taru, and we have a couple of guests today. We have guest Mason Buckingham, and um, we will have Michelle. Uh, she's going to join us in a later podcast, and myself, Dana Hall, is the moderator. So our last podcast series was about the power of prayer, and we wanted to recap a little bit uh, we talked about the purpose of prayer, which was communionship with with God. Uh, we talked about the Lord's Prayer in Matthew and Luke and how that it's Jesus's model for us on how to pray. We talked about a whole different, uh, like a whole lot of different types of prayer. And then we talked about effective praying aspects as well. So Pastor Paul or Jeremy, anything you want to um, highlight on, you know, in a recap sense, before we get into um, this this month, our power of prayer is going to be actual testimonies, and we're really excited to share some different testimonies from different people. Um, yeah, one of the aspects of prayer is that we're often looking at who we are, and you know, you hear it from the pulpit, you hear it in Bible studies. You need to pray more, right? And so we put the onus on ourselves that. Man, if I am not on my knees, if I am not praying, uh, what does that mean about me as a Christian? We oftentimes forget the additional person in the room, which is God. Mm -hmm. And that prayer is not meant to be this dutiful, boy, if I'm not doing it, God's going to smite me type of thing. Prayer is about just talking with God. And I say with as opposed to to God, because we have to give room for God to speak to us, which is oftentimes, again, as we read the word, God is speaking to us. As we memorize God's word or hide God's word in our heart, then those words will oftentimes come to the surface when we're praying about a specific thing, about, well, whatever it is that we're talking about. So, for instance, if I'm taking a walk and I see God's beautiful creation, I'll say to God, God, that is really beautiful. I, I love the coloring on that bird. We've got a bird feeder just outside the window until the squirrels get to it. And some of those birds are beautiful when you can see them up close. And so to say to God in that moment, God, that is a beautiful bird. And then in my mind, a psalm may come up, you know, everything praises God. Let the earth bring praise to God. All creation praises God. And so those kinds of reminders, that's how God speaks to me oftentimes, is through his word, through the word that I've known, through the words that I read, uh, maybe recently, those kinds of things. So don't think in terms of prayer as being this man ball and chain around my ankle, and if I'm not doing it, think in terms of Paul talking, say, uh, pray without ceasing. Right. Mm -hmm. Talk to God about what you're seeing. Talk to God about what you're doing. Mm -hmm. And as you 
uh, do that, I believe God speaks to us, and we just have to we have to tune in. Okay. Anything yes, to add, Jeremy? It, yes, and just going from what Pastor Paul is saying, it really all comes back to relationship. We are in a relationship with God through Jesus. We are made for a relationship with him. And so as Pastor Paul noted, it, it, it's not a task list to pray. It's not checking the box. It's not uh, you know something we're forced into. It's something we get to do as part of our relationship with him. So think a little bit about your your human relationships with your mother or father, your best friend. Think about the time that you spend with them, the time you spend talking with them, listening to them, just conversing back and forth. It's really the same with God. It's part of our relationship with him. And it's a critical part of that and something that we're very blessed to be able to to come into with the living God through Christ. Yeah, and and I'm glad you reminded us the emphasis on the relationship because I think... Well, whether if you're new to prayer or, you know, you've been praying your whole life, but we always have this um, conception that we got to pray perfectly. And it's it's not about, like like you said, checking the box. So um, does, does God want a perfect prayer? And what is a perfect prayer? Mm-hmm. Right. So God doesn't need us in our perfection. God just wants us, period. Mm-hmm. And when we don't talk to God, when we're not chatting it up with God or, or commenting to God about the things we're going through, we're, we're really throwing a shoulder colder near. Mm-hmm. Did I say that right? Cold shoulder. I think you said a backward. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, and I, I think this is a really good forum for different people to ask different questions. I remember when I, I was convinced I wasn't praying right and so I got my guts up to ask a friend, you know, how do you pray? How do you remember to prayer? And, you know, she shared a couple tips about how she put it on her calendar, you know, things like that. And, you know, the more I hear about different ways people pray, I mean, it's all over the place. But like you said, there's no perfect prayer, but mm-hmm. we always Well, learn- there is. Well, true. The Lord's Prayer. Yeah, the right. Lord's Prayer. Yeah. <laughs> and we've we talked about that in the past podcast as well. Right. So well, one thing we wanted to talk about is um um at our church we have a, a prayer chain. And um I've got a a written testimony from one of the ladies that leads the prayer chain. And um um she gave me these thoughts um, about her thoughts on the power of prayer. And um, her name is Arasu. And then um, I'm going to read you her testimony. And then um, Mason, uh, Mason, we're going to ask you a couple questions about how you saw your wife. She was part of the prayer chain too. And then we'll ask you a couple questions on how you saw um, Jan work through that ministry and the power of prayer. Um, so the testimony from Arasu about the power of prayer is um, she had recently had a major surgery in the end of March. And, and then she went on to have, uh, she went on to say having antibiotic infusions every day until April 21st. And then at that point in time, she had to go to an infusion appointment and, um, 
Then she went on to another appointment in Petoskey with the infectious disease doctor. And at that point in time, she said, I truly believe in the the power of prayer, and I believe in my heart. That is why I'm still here. Praise the Lord. And then she added, if this testimony is of any use in your podcast, feel free to share it. So we're sharing her her just very small testimony right here. And then um, Mason, um, can you share with us how you saw the power or the the chain prayer work um, from Jan's perspective as well, and maybe Arasu's? She was in conference with Arasu practically every day with uh, prayer requests that had been brought to either one of them mm-hmm. and added to the prayer chain. Um, I was not an official member of the prayer chain, but I was there when she was uh, offering prayers. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I know she, she went to her room and, and uh, went through her prayer list very, very much, very often, every mm-hmm. day. And uh, the, the, the difficult part of prayer for me, and I'm jumping back a little bit on you, but the difficult part of prayer is not knowing what to say, it's knowing when to listen. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that a lot of times we clutter our prayer with, with uh, requests and fail to take the time it takes to get the answers and to listen for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know she did a lot of that by the amount of time that she spent with it. It was a very important part of her day mm-hmm. was to uh, go through a prayer list and to communicate with Arasu. So she was very dedicated to that, and it meant very much to her. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. I mean, mm-hmm. and, and especially, <clears throat> um, you know, the fact that they talked about it every single day. And I can imagine how long that list is. Um, so it, it just, uh, it overwhelms me. Um, Part of the prayer chain was too to celebrate the the victories. Mm-hmm. Oh, and that came into practice every day. Was what what has worked? What what is is working the way we would like it to work? Right, always yeah. works the way God wants it to work. The answers like that the answers were given, yeah, that you get. And I think one of the aspects of that relationship between your wife and Arasu. I mean, that forges bonds that are just really, really cool, mm. uh, really deep. Uh, when we talk prayer, I, that, you used a word private, I think, earlier uh, I think today. Mason, I think Mason did. And yeah. Well, yeah, the private prayer. And I think in terms of people I've talked to that have been older, uh, some in my family, and we talk in terms of faith mm-hmm. and how faith was a private matter or is a private matter between you and God. And we have to get away from that. Mm. We really do. Now, on the matter of prayer, there are times, hey, Mason, can you pray for me? But keep it under your hat. Uh, That's one thing. But when we have prayer requests coming in for uh, people who, you know, they haven't hidden their uh, need for prayer. Mm -hmm. You know, cancer is a big word. A lot of prayer revolving around cancer. COVID, huge amount of prayer going around because of people having COVID. And it, and it isn't a, a, a private matter at that point. 
if they're broadcasting their need for prayer. I know when I had COVID, um, we had people in the uh, Upper Peninsula, Upper Peninsula praying, people downstate praying. Um, I think Ohio, Florida, uh, there were people just around. And if we kept that hidden and, mm-hmm. and didn't say, you know, can you pray for our pastor? He's got COVID. Then it wouldn't get around, and right. you wouldn't have that almost that crowd or crowd of witnesses. Maybe that's mm-hmm. the way I say it. Praying for you, and you know, pushing on the gates of heaven. God, you got to answer our prayer on this matter. And you know, think in terms of that when someone says, "Hey, you know, there's a friend of mine, and they've got the surgery coming up, or they've got this." whatever it is that needs prayer, think of being added to the number of people that are rushing to the throne of God on their behalf. Mm-hmm. And the, um, I don't want to say we can overwhelm God with our prayers, <laughs> but it's that concept in my mind that, you know, a lot of people, this matters, God. And I think God listens. Yeah, and you are right. I was the, the one that's that thought, prayer was supposed to be private. Mm -hmm. So your comments are spot on. I mean, they should not be private. Um, But I think a lot of people think they should be incorrectly, I guess. It's difficult to pray for somebody when you can't mention who it is and you can't mention what it is. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, And so it's difficult. And I can say that prayer works. And you see and feel the results of prayer, just going through what we've gone through in the last three months. Mm-hmm. Jan passed away on the 28th of February. Mm. And uh, just the world has come to my, my uh, defense and help mm-hmm. uh, in, in many ways that, that you don't always see the way it affects. We prayed for a long time for her to experience a miracle. Mm-hmm. for her to be healed. Mm-hmm. And it worked through half of the process, second half of the process. She didn't get healed. She passed away. Mm-hmm. That was God's will. We believe that. Mm-hmm. And um, But as the circumstances fall in place, you see a pattern that you know is a reflection of many people praying for. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, and, and that really is a strength. Any strength I have now is because of that, because I know of the people mm-hmm. um, who were praying for her. And you could almost call that the residual effect of prayer. Oh, yeah. Uh, we don't understand sometimes, you know, praying for Jan for healing. That's our desire. But think of the residual prayers that went out for you, Mason. Uh, for comfort, for wisdom, for strength as you cared for her. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we pray for one person, but if if we're saturating that person in prayer, it, there's residuals that it spills over into other people's lives who are involved in that person. You know, we pray for doctors uh, to have wisdom. Holy Spirit, lead these doctors to understand and know exactly what's going on, to prescribe the right kind of medication, to do those kinds of things. And so when we're praying for somebody, oftentimes it spills over into the lives of others. Mm-hmm. Well, I think I think that'll be a good place to wrap up. Um, 
this podcast and then um, we'll expand up upon these thoughts in our next podcast as well. So I just want to thank our guest, uh, Mason, and uh, thank our listeners as well. Um, we come to you from the First United Methodist Church. We're located at 215 South Center Street in Gaylord, Michigan. And we have a Sunday 9 a.m. traditional service and a contemporary 1045 a.m. And if you have any questions, you can call our office at 989-732-5380. Or you can just Google us and um, our website will uh, pretty much answer most of your questions, if not all your questions that you might have about us. So we welcome you to join us. Um, you can join us in person, live, or uh, we also have services streamed through Facebook and YouTube as well. So thanks, everybody. Thanks.